Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, well, well. All right, all right. Let's get started. It is another Wednesday evening, and we are going to get started with our Bible study. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for taking the time out to study the Word of God. We are thanking and praising God for the opportunity to literally study the Word of God openly, where we can get on a conference call line and and have folks on the line in different states within the United States. I'm telling you, I've been saying it for a while, and I hope you get on the bandwagon, that we are a privileged people when it comes to worshiping the God we serve. Hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. All right, let's get started. Let's get started. We're going to dive back into the Tabernacle Prayer Guide. I don't know about you, but it's blessing me. The Tabernacle Prayer Guide is blessing me. I am thanking and praising God for the opportunity, watch this, to get a greater reverence. I'm telling you, if it doesn't do anything else, it should give you a greater reverence, a greater appreciation. There is a, a um, what do you want to call it? A, um, it's reverence, it's appreciation, it's honor. It's a greater honor of God. When you take your time and you come before him, and watch this, in fear. That's reverence. That's what I was trying, the Holy Ghost gave it to me. It's a fear. It's a reverence of who he is. So you don't just rush barging into the door, Lord, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? But you recognize, I, I don't know about you. You got to answer the question for yourself. Do you think it is worth, do you think it is necessary to go before God every day and remember, every day and remember the sacrifice that his son made on the cross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take a moment and you got to answer that question. Do you think it's necessary to have to remember that every day? Do you think it's necessary to ask God to forgive you of your sins? What? Not from uh, uh, a year ago, not from last month, but from yesterday. Do you think it's important as a, as a born-again believer to go through the process of remembering salvation, remembering the healing that it brings, not only the healing in your body, because many times we get carried away with by his stripes we are healed, by his stripes we are healed. Understand, part of that healing process is the healing of the relationship that we had with God before Christ died on the cross that was healed. This relationship was regained. The, the veil was rent, and we were now able to uh, uh, go into the Holy of Holies. There was a healing of the relationship. Many times you say, by his strength, in the name of Jesus, by his strength, he is healed. 
and uh, the person dies or the person remains sick or the person gets sicker by his stripes. But understand this, every time you claim by his stripes, the relationship between God and his people was healed. Not just a physical healing, by his stripes we are healed, but the relationship between people and God was healed. Redemption from the curse. Because you got to understand, when it comes to uh, sinning, uh, there's a there's a price to pay. There is a, a, there is a, 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 I'm not going to say a benefit, <laughs> but there is some repercussions of your sin. So it says uh, the wage of sin is death, and with that death, with that uh, 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 wage, guess what? There comes a curse. The body the body the Bible says that when um, when you um, Anyone that's hanged on a tree is a curse. Anyone that hangs on a tree is a curse. And it is a redemption. It is a redemption from the curse. That sin, watch this. If there is great penalty without sin, then to understand, to, to go before God and to know that the Holy Spirit, good God Almighty, the Holy Spirit is offered to us. Do you think it's necessary to go before God every day and recognize that the Holy Spirit is there and that God provides everything we need? Everything we need, and particularly in heavenly places. In order for you to do what you got to do, in this spiritual realm, and we're going to talk about it tonight, we're going to delve into it just a little, in that spiritual realm, do you think it's necessary to go before God every day and to repent and to say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I did yesterday? Do you think it's necessary to go before God and remember the wrong that you did from yesterday? Or do you think you can send some umbrella uh, uh, repentance up and then say, Lord, everything I did yesterday that was unlike you, Lord, I pray you forgive me. But not that you recall or that you recant or that you remember what you did yesterday and ask God to forgive you. I don't know if you're ever going to stop doing what you're doing when it's wrong before in the sight of God if you don't repent. And when it comes to your repentance, let me tell you something. There needs to be some sorrow and there needs to be regret. You offer your body as a sacrifice. You offer your mind as a sacrifice. And you ask God that the fruits of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, come on somebody, the faithfulness, the gentleness, the goodness, the kindness, and the self-control, Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23, that, that, that each one of those would dwell in you richly, love, joy, peace, patience, come on. And then that you would enter into the Holy of Holies. When you go into the Holy of Holies and you start to walk into the presence, you're getting closer and closer to the, to the, 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 the Almighty God. You're going from one level of heaven to the next level of heaven. You haven't reached the third heaven where God reigns, where God sits, where God and Jesus sits on the right hand. You haven't gone into the Holy of Holies yet, but you're there where it's hot and heavy. And let me tell you, you're going to need the Spirit of God. You're going to need the Spirit of God. We've got two scriptures that's brought up in this time 
It says uh, Isaiah 11 and 22. Isaiah 11 and 22. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name. We honor you and we reverence you. We bow our heads before you because you are worthy, O God, of our bow-down heads. You are worthy of our closed eyes. You are worthy, O God, of our repentance before you, that you would wash us and cleanse us of, of everything that is unlike you. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that as we bow our heads, dear Lord, we pray that you would move in the midst of our Bible study, that you would cause us, good God Almighty, that you would cause us, O God, to have a reverence for you, a fear for you, a, 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 a loving passion for who you are. Let the words, O oh God, of your word, let the words of your written word sink deep into our hearts and cause us to gain a closer relationship with you, that each and every day, O oh God, we'd grow closer and closer, and that the power of God would rest and operate in the believers. Thank you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Have your way. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, so we're going to look at these scriptures, and I'm telling you, it, it really is going to appear that I get sidetracked. Let me tell you in advance, it is purposeful that we go here because I've talked about it and talked about it, and I believe that it's important for us to be in a position where we line up with the will of God. We got to line up with the will of God, all right? And let me see if I can go back because it says uh, Isaiah 11 and 22, okay? And that's one of the scriptures, but we're going to look at 1 Corinthians, wow, 14, help us, Lord, and, and what are we going to do? One, all right, and search. Now, if anybody's using Bible Gateway like me, uh, the whole format of BibleGateway.com has changed, the whole format. So they have different ways of pulling up the Bible. If you need help, let me know, but it doesn't come up the way it used to, um, but we have found a way that we can still look at the five uh, uh, versions of the Bible. Right now I have open King James, I have open the Message, Amplified, Good News, and the Living Bible. All right? King James, Message, Amplified, Good News, and the Living Bible. All right. Now, right here it says, follow after Charity. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Follow after charity. Pursue this. That's the Amplified. Pursue this. What? Love. With eagerness, make it your goal. And I know, you know something, I've been working on it for a while. I've dropped the ball on it so many times. I have a vision book. Help me, God. Mm, 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 mm. I have a vision book that I've, I've got bits and pieces of it. I've got goals and things written out. Man, I'm telling you, I've got it. I've got it down to weight, uh, uh, body dimensions. 
I've got goals, financial goals. I've got, um, I've got a bucket list on there, and, and it's all in a picture book. And, and I've got it, but it's still scattered. I still have not put it together. However, let me tell you something. When you start putting your goals, aspirations, and uh, um, your bucket list, your uh, uh, to-do list, whatever it is, listen to what the Bible says. You pursue love. Uh, in the Good News translation, it says, it is love then that you should strive for. It is love then that you should strive for. Let love be your greatest aim, says the Living Bible. Let love be your greatest aim, says the Living Bible. Now, uh, please, somebody give me two words. Give me two words that describe love to you. Give me two words. Okay. Okay. Yeah, those all sound good. Those sound good. Watch this. Unconditional <laughs> and sacrificial. Unconditional and sacrificial. And you will find out that when you love the way God loved, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Understand, that love was unconditional, whosoever, God so loved the world, that he gave sacrificial. And understand, when the Bible talks about love, it is not the touchy-feely love that we love. We love that kind of love, the touchy-feely love, the love that sends lightning bolts all through my body, the love that make me tingle, the love, <clears throat> excuse me, God, <clears throat> The love that makes goosebumps, oh, my goodness, when I just think of my baby or when uh, uh, she just thinks of him and, and she, he of her, and, 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 and it just makes us feel, oh, so warm and fun. He's not talking about that kind of love. It's the love that costs you something. It's the love that's not uh, contingent upon. It is a love that is unconditional, thank you, Holy Ghost, and sacrificial. Watch what it says. In the King James it says, follow after charity. So we're talking about love. Then it says, and desire spiritual gifts. Good God Almighty. Come on. That thing has got to sink into your spirit. Desire spiritual gifts. And that's where it appears that we're going to get sidetracked, but I'm telling you, we've got to get here because our desire has become our greatest motivator towards the things that many times are ungodly. It has us in different areas of our life pursuing things that have nothing to do with the love of God, and it has nothing to do with spiritual gifts. Let me read it again. Message Bible translation, starting from verse 1. Go after, the, go after a life of love as if your life depended on it, because it does. 
Go after a life of love as if your life depends on it, because it does. And again, if you're ever going to do anything spiritual, if you're ever going to tap into what God has for us, if you're ever going to experience what God says you're supposed to have in the written word, you've got to tap into love. And the Bible clearly explains that. It says, give, watch this, give yourself to the gifts God gives you. No, it's not about that diamond ring. Oh, that is nice. That is pretty. That, that It does sparkle. It, that is a big stone. It's not about that. It's not about that house. It's not about that community. It's not about your education. It's not about the job that you have. It's not about the office that you have. It's not about the people that you have helped. It is about what God has for you. And when you understand what God has for you may not line up with what you have for you, you start to put down your own desires and pick up what God has for you. Here we go. We want to keep it moving. It says this is where your desires should be. Message Bible translation. Go after life. A life of love as if your life depends on it. Because it does. Give yourself to the gifts God gives you. Amplified Bible. Pursue this. Love. With eagerness. Make it your goal. Yet earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts. This is what, listen, inside of you there should be a drive. And many times you've got to ask yourself, what, what are you really driving after? Are you driving after four or five things and trying to drive after them 100%? Are you driving after four or five things? Let me tell you something. You are going to really do a, uh, uh, probably a not even a halfway decent job in accomplishing any of them if you're pursuing, if you are scattered like that. The Bible says that this has got to be your greatest desire. Listen to what it says. It says, then that you should strive for. It is love, then, that you should strive for. Set your heart and spiritual gifts, especially the gift of proclaiming God's message. In that Good News translation, I ran a little bit far because really where I want to stop, where I really want to deal with tonight, at least in this first portion, is where you're striving, where you're aiming, what is your goal. Uh, Living Bible translation, let love be your greatest aim. Nevertheless, ask also for spiritual abilities the Holy Spirit gives. Let's look at it just, just re- really, t- really, really quickly. Some of these I'm going to give you scriptures. Some of them I'm just going to read the scripture. It is important when it comes to the desires of the body of Christ that you should delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. And see, that's where I really want to really dig in tonight, that when it comes to the desires of your heart, your desires of your heart, when the Bible says he'll give you the desires of your heart, listen, what does it say first? Delight yourself in the Lord. That's Psalms 37 and 4. 37 and 4 of the book of Psalms. Delight yourself in the Lord, and then he'll give you the desires of your heart. No, don't go off on a tangent, running after what you want to run after, and then try to uh, involve the Lord on the tail end, the back end, afterwards, after uh, afterthought. No. 
Let's put God on the front end, and the Bible says clearly in, in Psalms 37 and 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Matthew 6 and 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I told you, your heart is your deep thought. It's not that muscle. It's your deep thought. So where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Psalms, watch this, 37 and 5. We're going to keep it moving in 37 of the book of Psalms. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will act. He's going to do it. But you got to commit your way to the Lord. That's why I think people are really messing it up. They're really getting it twisted because you think that you can just ask God for anything and God is supposed to do it. And then you can look at God kind of cockeyed, kind of twist, kind of slanted. You can roll your eyes at God and say, you didn't do your part. I gave you the desire of my heart and you didn't do what you were supposed to do because the desire of my heart is that I had this and I had that. And let me tell you something. The God you serve, if you say it with enough, if you say it with enough spirit, if you do it with enough emphasis, if you put enough power into it, if you put enough power into it, then you will find out that guess what? God will give you the desires of your heart, and sometimes it will not line up with his perfect will. He's going to have to show you that if you would have trusted in me, if you would have put your desire in me, then you would have found out. Then you would have found out that things that you wanted, you would have gotten them, but you were being, a, you got ahead of me. You can't get. You can't get ahead of God. Don't get ahead of God. You got to slow your roll and make sure that you, um, you, you, you line up with what God is doing. Listen to what it says. I'm reading the same scriptures again, Psalm 37 and 4, Matthew 6 and 21. I'm, I'm doing this for the latecomers because there's some folks logging in late. And now I, I want to do a little recap real quick. Listen to what it says. Psalm 37 and 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, then he will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you the desires of your heart. Watch this. This is how, this is how I'm reading it. This is how I'm interpreting. It says, he will give you the desires of your heart. Listen, not he will give you what you desire. He will, no, 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 this is me. This is just me. I'm not saying that the scripture is saying this to the whole world. This is what the scripture speaks to my spirit. And, and you see if it lines up with what the Spirit is saying to your spirit. Listen, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you what the desire of your heart is. What are you saying, Pastor? It sounds like you're saying the same thing. When you delight yourself, when you say, Lord, you're my everything, God, I thank you. You are so wonderful and so awesome. Give, watch this, give me the desire of my heart. Really what you're saying is, Lord, what is my desire? And that's when the Lord starts to show you that guess what? Well, 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 what are your treasure? He starts to ask you questions. Where's your treasure? 
Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. Where your heart is, that's where your desire is going to be. He says, if you commit your way to me and trust in me, I'm going to act. Again, when it comes to the desire and the heart, the desire and the heart, they run neck and neck. They run together. Proverbs 16, 1 through 3. Proverbs 16, 1 through 3. It says, the plans of the heart belong to man. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man is pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Understand, folks, this thing is like a shoestring. It's tied, intertwined, and then put into a knot so it cannot be separated. Thank you, God. That when you do it God's way, your will and his will are intertangled where you can't see where this string stops. Have you ever tried to get a knot? And I'm not talking about a bow where you put a bow in on your shoe. I'm talking about a knot. I'm talking about an intertwined knot where you really can't. There is no easy pull the string and the whole thing comes apart. It's intertwined. And when you're trying to figure out how to separate the good God Almighty, thank you, God. When you're trying to figure out how to separate the two, you really can't figure it out. Why? Because one looks just like the other. It's not a blue string and a white string, and you can easily see where one is and the other one isn't. You, these two strings, both of them are blue. Both of them are white. They're intertwined together, and you're pulling, and sometimes when you pull it, you're literally making it tighter together. Help me, God. The desire of God, his desire, his goal, his will, should be so intertwined with yours that you can't tell your will from his will, and then you will find out that it is the best thing for you when you intertwine your will with his will. Take your will out and put the will of God in. If thy will be done, that's the end of the story. The Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. You, when you seek the kingdom of God, guess what? That's God's will. The Bible says, may he grant you your heart's desire and, watch this, fulfill all your plans. So, so there you go right there. So if I want a Maserati, if I want a four-car garage, even if I only have one car, and I want a four-car garage house. That's the desire of my heart. Listen, you better understand. You're getting the scriptures twisted. It is for you to be saturated in the will of God. I'll never forget. There was a season in my life, my prayer every day, every time I turned around, all I was saying was, Lord, saturate me. Saturate me. In my mind, I had imagery of a sponge. <clears throat> excuse me. A sponge. A sponge being soaked with water, and that sponge was so filled with water, it started oozing out. Saturate me with your spirit. Saturate me with your spirit. Saturate me with your spirit. And let me tell you, that's when it starts to be your heart. 
when you can't shake it, when you can't let it go, when all you want is this one thing. And let me tell you something. The Bible clearly says, I believe in this in the book of James, where it talks about a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. No, you're going into too many different directions. You need one direction. Are you married or you're not married? Are you, are you on this job or you're not on this job? Are you a, 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 budget, a budget person or you're not a budget person? Whatever it is, I don't care what area of your life it is, are you my friend or you're not my friend? But whatever it is, you need to make up your mind that this is what, are you, good God Almighty, are you serving God or you're not? And clearly the Bible says that you're either for me or against me. I'm not taking, listen, you can take that somewhere else. I'm not taking this double-minded thing. If you're for me, you're for me. Sweetie, can you get this? That's probably Georgetown. George Hello. Washington. Hello? All right. Now, watch this. You either for me or you're against me. If you for me, let me tell you some things going to work out real good. If you are against me, listen, you are on your own. Let me let me keep it let me keep it moving. It says in Psalms 37, and actually Psalm 37, they literally, not a comma, but a dash. So, you know, when I did Proverbs, I did Proverbs 16, 1 through 3. So it's 1 dash 3. Okay, I'm going to let them do it. So, watch this. May he grant you your heart's desire. Hold, hold on, class. Two seconds. No, what they're calling for, they want us to update you. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> okay. All right, watch this. And so with Psalms 37, Psalm 37, it literally gives 1-40. What is that saying? That's where, that's one of those psalms where you can really just stay there. It's a psalm of David. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of, watch this, wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Don't worry about them. You're focusing on them and the word of God. The Bible says stop thinking. Don't put any thought to them. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land, watch this, and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. I would read all of it. Psalms 37, 1 through 40. Soak it into your spirit. Understand God is trying to give you what your desire is. He's, watch this. As you read it, 
and you say, well, I, that's just not me, then guess what? You're not going to get it from God. You're not going to get a whole lot of stuff from God. Why? Because God is looking for those folks who line up with his vision, who line up with the will of God, who wind up as a servant, watch this, who line, line, line up as a servant of the Most High God. You are a servant. That's your pursuit, that I might help others. It's not about me. And if it is about me, it's not about me only, that I'm not trying to make it to glory by myself, that I'm not trying to live this life pleasing to God by myself, but it's that you make it with me. My heart's desire is that the will of God be done, and then I can't separate myself from it like the knot in the shoestring. Watch, this is what the Bible says. The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. That's Proverbs 16.9. The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean to your own understanding. What does that tell you right there? See, okay, can we get back to the tabernacle prayer guide? Because what we're saying is now that you're getting ready to go into the Holy of Holies, please make sure that your thoughts are right when you go before God, that you're not selfish when you go before God, that you go before God into the holy place, not the Holy of Holies, but into this holy place. There's a veil right there, not the holy veil, the Holy of Holy veil, but there's a veil right there. You pass over from the outer to the inner into this holy place, and you're going in there with the wrong mindset. You're going in there very selfishly and expecting to get all these goodies from God, because God is the goody God. He's the God with all the goodies. And you're expecting to experience God, and you're wondering why you're not, because you're on a different page. <clears throat> you're on a different page, and you really got to line up with him. And when you line up with him, you're going to see that you move at the speed of the Holy Spirit. And the spirit is important because that's what we're saying. When we get back to it, it says that you ought to desire spiritual things. Not your own plan, the God's plan. And understand, even if you do have your own plan and you have committed your way to God, and even though you're not fulfilling your commitment, God is going to allow the circumstances and the situations to come into your life to massage you into the area that you need to be. He's allowing them to come into your path so you can fulfill what he desires in your life. Why? Because you committed your way to him. You said, Lord, I accept your son Jesus Christ as my Savior. Excuse me. All right, let's keep it moving. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. That was in Psalms 21 and 2. What you'll find out is that when you fall in love with Jesus, thank you, God, and you start walking with him, there's going to be some things that you request that, have, that appear to have nothing to do with the will of God, like a big screen TV that you wanted, like a Bronco or like a house. had nothing to do with uh, helping, helping uh, move forward the salvation of anybody. 
But it was just something that she said, you know what, I really would like a new refrigerator. I need to get a new refrigerator. The, the stripping, the, weather, the, the, the insulated stripping around mine is starting to go bad. I need a new refrigerator. And the next thing you know, a wonderful sale, a wonderful sale. And you go, wow, thank you, God. And not only you get the sale, but guess what? You also, I don't recommend it, but, but, but this is what happened, and I'm not saying it happened with me, and, and it may just happen with me. I don't know because sometimes I say stuff out my mouth, and the next thing you know it come to pass. Not only did I get a great sale on this refrigerator, but I also opened a store credit card that gave me an additional, it was like 40, crazy sale, 40% off. I opened a store credit card which gave me an additional 10% off whatever my first purchase was. So I wind up repurchasing the, the, the refrigerator for half price, 40% on the sale, 10 additional percent, that's 50%, got the refrigerator for half price. Why? Because the God I serve, when you line up with him, there is some little niceties, there's some fringe benefits, and you will be able to testify. It had a refrigerator had nothing to do with the salvation of anybody. It had nothing to do with the spiritual warfare that I was supposed to be doing as an intercessor for anybody. It's keeping my food frozen in the freezer and fresh in the refrigerator. But God says, when you line up with me, he'll do things like when you say, all I want is a heart. Good God Almighty. All I want is the wisdom, God, to serve your people, to be able to lead and guide them correctly. And he said, oh, my God, that's what you really want, and I know it. I'm looking at the, the person that you are. I'm seeing the genuineness in your request. And not only am I going to do that for you, here go the fringe benefits, I'm going to bless you with riches. Good God Almighty. I'm going to bless you with riches. Ain't nobody going to be rich like you in this world, Solomon. Why? Because you line up with my will. Now, when you go into the tabernacle, listen, you got to go with the right mindset. You got to go with the right desires. Don't go into the tabernacle where you can't wait until you can start asking for stuff. When you go into the tabernacle, your desire is, let's go back to our beginning scripture, your desire in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 1, it says, you got to follow after charity, follow after love, desire spiritual gifts. Desire spiritual gifts. Listen to what it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 5. Hebrews 13, verse number 5, it says, Keep your life free from love, from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Thank you, God, that I got you. No, 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 I don't have all the money that somebody else has. I can't purchase. I can't sponsor. I can't, I can't be the, the, the big-time spender. I can't, I can't put the tab on my credit card. But guess what? I thank you, God, that I got you. 
Come on, write it down, Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 5. Don't watch it. If it's, if it's the love of money, you better be careful. Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 5. Psalm was 37. We went 1 through 40. Read the whole thing and let that thing, I'm telling you, let it penetrate. I don't know. Mm. I said Psalms 21 and 2 also. Psalms 21, verse 2. You have given him his desire, his heart's desire, his heart's desire, and have not withheld the request of his lips. Understand, those who are close to God, God, those who are on the mission for God, let me tell you something. Excuse me. Understand that there is a blessing with getting on God's page. There is a blessing. Blessing when thy will be done is really at your core. This is the last one. Let me let me drop this one on you. Psalm 119 and 10, and I definitely got to hit 27, 14. Psalm 119 and 10, it says, with my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. What does it say? Let me not wander from your will. It's your will. It's your commandments. It's your statutes. You can say it whatever way you want to say it. It's what God wants. That's why I say it. That will be done. You can say it all different ways. Statues, commandments. Who gave the commandments? Die. <laughs> Die. What is the commandments? His will. Who gave the commandments? Die. What are the commandments? What are the statues? His will. Say it whatever way you want to. It's the will of God. Psalms 27 and 14, wait on the Lord and be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. That's Psalms 27 and 14 because I'm not getting the desire of my heart. And guess what? God is taking too long. You better wait. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. You're getting in a hurry. You're running ahead of God. All right, let's go back to the Tabernacle Prayer Guide. What were we looking at? We're looking at, um, uh, excuse me, 1 Corinthians. We did 1 Corinthians what? 14.1, right? Let's take a peek at uh, Isaiah, right? Isaiah, look at 11.2, because this is where... This is where we, 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 we started dealing with, but we didn't deal with the desire. We talked about the spirit of the Lord. We started talking about wisdom and understanding. However, when it comes to 11.2, I had to drop back and, and deal with that desire, okay? Here, in Isaiah 11.2, it says, And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel, help me, God, and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So when it comes to 
1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 1, the desires, and the desire should be the spiritual things. And, and then Isaiah 11 and 2, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Now, you've got to understand this. Sometimes God is going to teach you, and he's going, good God Almighty, thank you, Lord. He's going to teach you in things where it appears to you and everybody around you that you have gone in the wrong direction. You've got to know that you're in God's hand, and God doesn't have any direction that he gives me that's wrong. No, no, no. You've got to know that. Because if not, if you're listening to man, man will have you to believe that you're heading in the wrong direction. You have made the wrong decision. You've made the wrong step. You stepped in the wrong direction right there. No, you did not. When you're in God's hand, God will make appear, watch this, what appears to be the wrong direction right for you. He'll bring something out of you. He will teach you something. Thank you, God. Oh, I keep hearing that noise because nobody is muted. Everybody. Let me mute all lines. That's why I was wondering why I keep hearing little sounds. Everybody's been pretty quiet, and now mute all. Okay, that's why I kept hearing it. And I never looked to see, but everybody's been pretty quiet. Thank you all for being so quiet. But every now and then I heard a little wrestling or ruffling, ruffling. All right, here we go. So the, the thing that I really wanted to press towards you tonight, that I really want you to get into your spirit, that you've got, it's got to be God. It's got to be God. And the last thing I want to look at, <clears throat> and I really want to look at it, uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 14, um, 14, 1, and let me punch this in. I'm going to the Bible Hub now. And that's 14 colon 1. Watch this. First Corinthians, First Corinthians 12 and 31. And I believe, thank you, God, we'll stay right here. We, we'll move on next week. But, but right here... This has got to penetrate to your very core. 1 Corinthians 12 and 31, it says, But eagerly desire the greater gifts, and now I will show you a way that is beyond comparison. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 31. You better understand, I, I don't, it's a whole lot of stuff that you desire. There's a whole lot of stuff that you wish you had. There's a whole lot of things you want to do. The, the, the greater desire for the believer, and that's why, I'm, you know, everybody's not a Christian. Everybody's not cut out to be a Christian. Why? Because everybody's not willing to give up their will. Those real believers, that's why the Bible talks about people who, who testify and say, I was in church, and I did this, and I cast out demons, and I did this, and I did that. I sang on the choir. I was an usher. No, but you did not know him. You did not give up your desire. You did not say, Lord, I love you so much that I know you know better than me. I know that you know better than me. I know that you know even for me, what's better? I know you know 
was better than, than I know. But I also know that you know what's better for me personally than I know. That's got to be your greatest desire. That's got to be your greatest desire. All right. So go back here, here. Tabernacle prayer guide. So we did, no, Isaiah 11.2. And let's pull that up. I'm going to pull it up in knowing Jesus. Isaiah 11, colon 2. All right. Here it is. Uh, and we're going to look at it in the one of my favorites. And I think it is really... Nope. I'm going to pull it up real quick in uh, Isaiah 11, 2, because I, really I really want the King James. Not the King James, the living... The Living Bible or the Good News Translation. Make it real simple. It says, The Spirit of the Lord will give you, will give him wisdom and knowledge and skill to rule his people. He will know the Lord's will and honor him. No, no, no. Let's look it up for yourself in the Good News Translation. If you got your uh, Bible dictionary, if you got, even if you got a paperback, you got the Good News, look it up. Research. See if what Pastor is saying is true. It's a will. The Lord will. The, the Spirit of the Lord will give him wisdom and knowledge and skill to rule his people. He will know the Lord's will and honor him. I, uh, Isaiah 11 and 2 in the Living Bible Translation, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the Spirit of Wisdom help me, God. Understand, understanding, counsel, and might, and the Spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. Of the fear of the Lord. So what we are desiring is that when we, thank you, God, when we go through this tabernacle prayer, God, and you enter into the holy place. You do not go in there without a reverential uh, 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 mindset towards God. So slow, you you got to slow it down and just know this is God you're getting ready to go before. And and many times I believe that your prayer, God is not going to talk to you he, in a very uh, a superficial way, but not in an intimate way, you're not going to have that deep relationship with him. Why? Because you don't reverence him. There's not a fear of him. And not, not fear, oh, I'm scared. And even though uh, I have both, I have a reverence and I do have a fear, good God Almighty, God don't play. Uh, he picked this whole house up and can throw this house uh, way down the street somewhere, the whole house. So I have a reverence for him, but I also know don't play with him because he does have a raft. And I don't know, maybe you can reverence his raft, but I'm afraid of his raft. I'm afraid 
of what God can do when it comes to my physical body. So I have a reverence for him because he is an awesome God. He is loving. He is righteous. And I know anything he does, this is the, the word of God, anything he does, I deserve. Anything he does to me, I deserve it. I'm getting it because God said I should be able to handle it or that it's going to help me. Thank you, Lord. All right? Um, Spirit of God will hover over him, the spirit that brings wisdom and understanding, the spirit that gives direction and builds strength, the spirit that instills knowledge and the fear of God. Fear of God will be all his joy and delight. He won't judge by appearances, won't decide on the basis of harsh hearsay. Hearsay. He'll judge. That's exactly what I was just talking about. He'll judge the needy by what is right. Now, in the Message Bible, you know it blends all the scripture together. So it's, it's in group one through five all together. So I was just getting a little taste of the Message Bible translation. Thanks to God. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm not going to prolong any longer. We've got probably about eight, uh, maybe seven minutes left. And that's it. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, try to open up anything else. Um, understand that next week, uh, where was it? The Tabernacle Prayer Guy, we went through the Spirit of the Lord, wisdom and understanding. If I'm not mistaken, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, counsel. Counsel is where we're going to start at. And then we're going to go, I think we did A, B, C, and D. A, B, C, and D. And then we'll dig into, uh, <clears throat> we'll finish up with counsel and go into Mike. But thank you so much for participating tonight. Thank you for being on the call. And, um, and thank God for those who came on late. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're going to cut it off for tonight. Please keep playing. Um, God is doing some things at George Washington Hospital. Uh, the, the Lord is blessing, and, and we're just going to see how this thing is going to come out. We're praying for miraculous healing. At the same time, we close our prayer with that will be done. Lord, if that's not your will, if that's going to do something that, that's not according to your will, we don't want it. I don't know about anybody else, but I know the body of Christ who loves God and knows that his will is greater than ours. We don't want it. If you ask us the desires of our heart, God, we say we wouldn't want our, our brother, our uncle, our son to depart this life right now. So we ask that you would miraculously heal his body, mesmerize the doctors, and set his soul in a way that it reiterates to not only him, but to everybody that witnesses it, that our God is an awesome God. That's the sole purpose, that God might be magnified in the lives of those who watch the miracle. Thank you, dear Lord, in Jesus' name. Let the word that we have studied tonight sink deep into our heart. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen.
Amen, amen, and amen. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.